Hey guys, it's Matt. This is Giant Electric Penguin. Look, before we get into the show, I gotta play something very important for you. The Lord gave me a vision, and in this vision, I saw a massive red wave, just like this Bucky's beanie. A massive red wave sweeping through this huge city street. Okay, so what you're about to hear is a prophecy presented on Instagram by a crazy-eyed young lady in a Bucky's winter hat. I hope that gives you a picture of what this bullshit is spouting out of. The wave was sweeping away the rats. In this wave were dirty, nasty people being swept away in it. It was completely cleaning this filthy street filled with filthy people and filthy rats. All right, let's take a break here. What I want you to do is get a scrap piece of paper and grab a pencil or a pen, doesn't matter, some sort of writing implement. And I want you to write down what you think this girl is going to say this red wave represents. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Write down what you think the red wave this rat-drowning red wave that this uh, woman was given a vision of. What does this red wave, this rat-eating red wave, what does it represent? Have you written something down? Did I give you enough time? All right, let's see if you're right, okay? Uh, switch papers with the person next to you. I don't want any cheating. All right, here we go. Let's get back to the, uh, the tape. I believe that the red represents the blood of Jesus and what God is doing right now. He's cleaning our churches. He's cleaning his people. He's cleaning our nation. And he's exposing a whole lot of junk and dirt. And I believe the blood of Jesus is getting ready to get rid of some rats. How'd you do? Did you get it? Did you guess blood of Jesus? I bet you did. If, if you did, give yourself a point. Fine. Uh, she had a vision where the blood of Jesus was cleaning cleaning the nation. All right. People have those visions all the time, or they say they do. People have those weird prophetic dreams that, uh, you know, the blood of Jesus is washing America clean. Fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't get it. I don't get affected or offended by that stuff anymore. But our prophet here has a little bit more commentary. She has, a li she, has a she has a few other thoughts on what this vision could mean. And this will be up to you if you think this part was what God was trying to impart to this prophetic genius, all right? So here's here's the end of this of this recording. Interesting. At the end of this vision, I suddenly saw Trump on this red wave, on top of this red wave. Kind of like he was riding this red red wave into um, the city. Very interesting. Um, but there it is. Blood of Jesus. Cover our streets. There you go. Trump. It's always Trump. Are there people like this on the other side? Like if I sift through Instagram enough, can I find another, a different girl in a, in a uh, Wawa beanie? sitting in her car and she's like I the Lord gave me a dream and I was I was at a I was at a gun show and there were there were people mile for miles and miles buying guns 
and they and their children were buying guns and their grandmas were buying guns as well and then a dove flew down from the heavens a dove a dove who i believe was sent by the lord jesus christ and that dove turned its buttocks toward the 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 gun show and unleashed a torrent of red diarrhea like a wave all over the gun show and it cleaned those gun show aisles of all those those uh, country music listening to flag waving republicans and this red wave of diarrhea spilled forth from this heavenly dove's asshole and wipe the whole gun show clean. And there riding on the crest of the wave of diarrhea was Joe Biden. Joe Biden was riding on a surfboard made of glory. Like, is there anybody? <laughs> is that a person? Does that person exist? I want that person to exist. I want both sides to have crazy, prophetic, dream-having young women who enjoy a good a hoagie sandwich. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, I'm back from the ocean. I had a great time on my Disney cruise. Enjoyed a little something called the Marvel Day at Sea. It was designed for Marvel nerds just like myself. I met so many Marvel characters, and look, I understand that they weren't the real Marvel characters, all right? I didn't meet the real Doctor Strange. I met one of his helpers. I get that, okay? But I will say that I did meet Black Widow, and I think she wanted to have sex with me. Let me explain. <laughs> I saw Black Widow just hanging out uh, on, on, like, the fourth floor of the ship. I said to my daughter, I said, there's Black Widow. Let's try to get a picture with her. I was like, Jen, you got to take a picture of me and Black Widow. And Jen was like, of course, because we're, we're, all, we're all about pictures with characters. So I wait behind this little, this dumb little wiener. And then he's done talking to, to Black Widow. And now, and, now it's, and now it's Matt's turn. I'm like, hey, Black Widow, what's up? And she's like, happy to see me. She likes my T-shirt. My T-shirt was a shirt that my wife got me for Christmas. It looks like the Infinity Gauntlet cover, that really famous one, but instead of like Thanos, it's like, it's Pete from uh, uh, the famed Disney villain Pete, but like with, he's purple, he looks like Thanos. It's Pete as Thanos. And then it's like, I think, um, oh, what is it? I can't, I, I remember Mickey Mouse's Doctor Strange because when I met Doctor Strange's helper, he said, uh, he looked at my shirt, this is great. He looks at it and he goes, hmm, that's not a reality I'm familiar with. And uh, I thought that was a pretty funny thing to say, but I also thought, really, when you were going through all those different realities in Endgame, you were thinking about all the different scenarios, you never saw a world where you were Mickey Mouse? That seems a little weird. But uh, uh, I thought that it was still funny what he said. But anyway, uh, Black Widow was looking at my shirt and she's like, hmm, I don't think I'm on this shirt. And I said, no, you're not. I'm sorry. She goes, well, I do like the shirt. She was, she's like, I'm trying to figure out who I would be if if I was uh, one of these Disney characters. I, I didn't have anything to uh, to say, so I just giggled like a like a little girl. But anyway, uh, Quinn and I we we posed next to um, Black Widow. I'll put a picture of it on our Instagram, Giant Pinky Podcast. And I said, thanks so much, Black Widow. And she said, she said, absolutely. I'll see you later. 
And then she walked off as a crowd of children followed her. And I looked at my wife. I said, did you, did you hear what she just said? And Jen said, no. And I said, she's black widow. Just said, I'll see you later. I said, I think she wants to see me later. And my wife rolled her eyes and my daughter said, ew, dad, gross. <laughs> and we went on with our evening. We met Black Widow. She was great. And I, I honestly, you can let me know what you think. Uh, you can write to us at giantpengypodcast at gmail.com. Do you think Black Widow wanted to have sex with me? I think she I think she did. Now, I would not have seen her later, as she suggested. I'm a happily married man. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that. But... Do you think she was coming on to me? I really think she was. Uh, my family doesn't agree. <laughs> but I think she was. But anyway, I'm back from the ocean. I didn't see any red waves while I was out there. Just regular waves. And I didn't get sick this time, which is great. Because I ruined our last Disney cruise by not taking care of myself. I got sick. I kind of ruined our last night on the boat. And so this time, this was the time I was going to make up uh, for the trip I ruined last time. And I think I, uh, I, I did that. I think I made up for it. I stayed healthy the entire time. The second to last day, I did have sort of a tumble. It was sort of an embarrassing sort of tumble. I was drinking a cup of coffee and playing putt-putt at the same time. <laughs> and somehow I, 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 the coffee went down the wrong pipe. I was coughing. I couldn't get the coffee up. I couldn't breathe. I passed out and fell very hard on my little butt on the golf course. And I've injured my butt and it hurts very, very much. But, no pun intended, I was able to see it through to the end of the of the trip. They did not have to airlift me. They did not have to get Dr. Strange to... Uh, you know, transport me off the ship via portal. I was able to go to the last meal and, uh, you know, a bit of fond farewell to our server named Bien. He was from the Philippines. He was a very, very nice man. And I want to say something about this. So if you haven't been on a Disney cruise, you're, you're, there, each Disney cruise has like three different signature restaurants. You eat it, you eat it, all of them. You do a rotation and, and your same server and his assistant, who's who's your beverage guy. So, you know, you got your, your server and your beverage guy. They follow you to all the different restaurants. So they kind of get to know you. And uh, and, it, and, it's, and it kind of feels it kind of feels special. I don't know if it feels special to them, but they do. Every every kind of server and beverage team I've had have has, has made it seem like they genuinely, you know, serving my family is gen is like the, like a pleasure. Like it's, it's like the best, we're like the best family they've ever, uh, served ever. And, you know, they're also, you know, serving the four tables around you and probably making those people feel the same way. But somehow it's this weird phenomenon where you look beyond that and you feel like you're very special to them and they become special to you. And I've never had a, uh, Disney server. I've never had a server on a Disney cruise that I didn't absolutely fall in love with, become enamored with. So Bien was great. Now you may be noticing, I can't remember the beverage guy's name. And that's but because of what something I, something I was sensing throughout the entire trip, uh, but really uh, came, came to light to me 
uh, our last evening on the ship. He was nice too, very friendly, always had a big smile on his face. The problem is, we probably saw him one to two times an evening, which is a little weird because I like beverages, I like to drink beverages, and when that beverage is done, often I'd like a refill. And uh, that never happened. And that's very strange. So I kind of thought, you know, this is a little weird. And, and you know, on every cruise I've been on, Disney or, or otherwise, you know, the closer you get to the last day of the cruise, the more you're getting uh, the waiter giving you his story of like, hey, you're going to fill out a survey at the, at the end of this whole thing. And if I don't get all excellence, I'm going to be, I don't know, made to walk the plank. <laughs> they make it sound like something bad's going to happen. Because I guess that's how they, you know, you know, I guess that's how they maintain their job. And and you and like I said, I've always had good service. So the you, you know, me and my wife were talking about it. You know, Bien when he went into his whole spiel about this and that. You know, we're we kind of want to like even stop him. And go, look, dude, you're preaching to the choir. We know, we know what it means. We know the survey. You're you're covered. You're good. Even beverage guy's good. But I knew there was some. I he he kept pushing it. And there was one night. It was the second night. He was really pushing it, trying to get me to say something. Like, he he knew I was, uh, he knew, but he could see, like, BN had this sixth sense where he could look into my head. And he's like, I know that, I know that uh, that that guy is, is, there's something about, there's something about meal service that's, that's grating on that guy's nerves. And BN, BN could see through that. He's a, he was a, he was like a magic man. He was the true Doctor Strange. <laughs> he could see into my brain and I didn't want to say anything because I hate when people do that. You know, they'd be like, hey, come on, I know there's something wrong. And there was, you know, beverage guy didn't come around enough, okay? You know, that night, he was, I knew he wanted me to say something. So I said, finally, I said, look, you're going to notice most of these nights, I'm not going to order dessert. So if at dessert time, if someone could just bring me a cup of coffee, we're golden. And he said, absolutely. I do want to say that never happened because beverage guy was never around. <laughs> It happened twice. I got two cups of coffee after dinner, but uh, I don't blame I don't blame Bien. I, I, I blame beverage guy. But anyway, the last night we were there, I, I I witnessed something that I don't know if I was supposed to witness. Some of the Disney magic dropped away. I saw Bien walking to our table with our appetizers. I saw beverage guy, big big happy grin on his face, trying to tell something, trying to tell Bien something. He was very excitedly, very huge smile on his face, telling him about it. Bien iced him. Just totally fucking iced him. Didn't look at him. Didn't crack a smile. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. My wife was like, what, what? And my daughter was all interested. I was like, he hates him. Bien hates the beverage guy. (laughs) So anyway, Bien, you're great. Wherever you are uh, tonight, I hope, I definitely hope you are getting a break sometime soon uh, because you deserve it. You're a great guy. And if anybody at the Disney Corporation is listening to this podcast, know that Bien, he's a, he's a server on the Disney dream. The guy is a, is a, is a crown jewel in Mickey's crown. He's a jewel in Mickey's crown. He deserves only the best from the Disney Corporation. And I hope he gets it. All right, let's get into the show. I don't really have much prepared. I was on that boat. I, when, when I'm on a cruise, I have all these plans. Like I was gonna, 
I was going to read uh, American Prometheus. I actually took American Prometheus with me. If you, if you know that book, if you've seen that book, it's the size of three Bibles, I think. And I read the uh, prelude, is that what it is? <laughs> and chapter one. And then I never picked it up again. <laughs> My brain just becomes mush on a cruise. Another thing I was going to do is like, I'm going to brainstorm a bunch of ideas for the podcast. I didn't. I didn't brainstorm once. So I got nothing. It's time for a mini meme report. All right, here's a meme I saw on Instagram today. It's a picture of a lovely red-haired woman. She's kind of, I don't know, she's looking She's looking at something off camera, and she's looking at it quite, she's admiring it. She really She really seems to like what she's looking at. And she's staring at it with a, with a loving with a loving look, a look of a look of love. And the the meme reads, "When he is telling you about his day, but you not listening, because all you can think about is his gray sweatpants and him pounding your ham wallet." And, <laughs> and why I'm pointing this out is is I think it should be clear. Uh, is the term ham wallet, which I think uh, here is referring to uh, a woman's vagina, which led me to want to list my least favorite euphemisms for a vagina. So here we go. These are uh, giant electric penguins. Top five worst euphemisms for a female's vagina. Number five, beaver. I've never understood that in my entire life. Number four, top four, top five worst euphemisms for a woman's vagina. A penis fly trap. Again, anytime I'm made to think of something that could bite my dick off, <laughs> not into it. I'm not feeling it, as the kids say. They said it at one point. Number three, lady garden. Now, there's nothing gross about this, except that it's just a little too precious. It's a little twee, don't you think, to refer to a woman's vagina as her lady garden? Blew. Number two, the aforementioned ham wallet. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. And number one, my least favorite euphemism for a woman's vagina. It has been for years, and it always will be, unless they create something worse. Meat curtains. Meat curtains. Are you kidding me? <laughs> truly, truly a euphemism created by someone who's never seen a woman's vagina. Look, in the spirit, in the spirit of fairness, I'm going to present to you now my top five least favorite euphemisms for a man's penis. It's only fair. It's only fair. Number five, John Thomas. <laughs> Again, not gross. I don't know who John Thomas is. I'd be curious to find out who this John Thomas fellow is. Uh, but uh, he ain't my penis. I'll tell you that much. Uh, number four, the baloney pony. <laughs> gross. Who? I mean, who sits around and comes up with these? Uh, number three on my personal least favorite euphemisms. 
for a man's penis. Number three, the custard launcher. <laughs> I always, I always just when I when I think of when I think of some of these that are my least favorite, I think to uh, the, that one time I accidentally watched a little bit of porn, and I remember the woman saying something like, "Oh baby, I want your penis inside of me." Something like that. I can barely remember. It was so long ago that I accidentally saw seconds, five seconds of porn. But she said something like, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, I want your penis. And I just think it would be funny. I just think how unlikely it would be to hear a woman ever say, oh, baby, please give me your custard launcher. <laughs> I, want to, I want you to pull out your custard launcher and start launching custard at me. My God, number two on my least favorite euphemisms for a man's penis. Number two is the hairy canary. A canary has a beak. And all then I all I can think of is a is a is a penis with a with a hard beak at the end of it, and it's and it's horrifying. It's like a baby bird lifting its <laughs> gross head up. To eat a worm. Only in reverse, it's spitting a worm out. Ew, this is a disgusting podcast. Why are you listening to it? And number one, the worst euphemism for a man's penis is pork sword. I put my pork sword in her meat curtains. <laughs> the most unsexy erotic fiction book ever written. That actually might be a fun thing to add to my list of ideas for this podcast. I might try to write the unsexiest erotic fiction book ever written. This would be a good list to have nearby when uh, when if you're writing if you're writing a romance novel, I, I think this would be a good list to have for what not to do, what not to do, to not include in your book. I just threw that off my desk and I don't know where it went. Uh, you know, while we're here, I did go to a website uh, called Thought Catalog that offered 400 plus hilarious euphemisms for sexual intercourse. And I feel like it wouldn't be fair if I didn't share with you my top 10 least favorite euphemisms for sexual intercourse. So let's do it. Starting with number 10. Number 10 in the Giant Electric Penguin list of least favorite euphemisms for sex. Number 10, bam, bam in the ham. Anytime we're referring to a woman's private parts as ham or roast beef or anything like that, I'm not there for it. Bam, bam in the ham is number 10. Number nine, burping the worm in the mole. <laughs> burping the worm. The fuck? Number eight, crashing the custard truck. That one I actually think is pretty funny. A lot of these I I, I put them on here because I don't I don't even think they're funny. And I was promised by Thought Catalog 400 plus hilarious euphemisms. So a lot of the these are on the list because they're all of them are on the list because they're gross. But uh, you know the the added bonus is that these aren't funny. People sit around and come up with these euphemisms. You know they sit around with their buddies. After work, drinking beer, 
And they're, they're sitting in the bar like, hey guys, let's talk about, hey, did you do any, did you play any pelvic pinochle last weekend? Oh, I spent my weekend pickling the prime meridian. These are all ones that didn't make the list. But like, none of it's funny. Like, none of it's funny. Um, but crashing the custard truck is kind of funny. All right, uh, let's see. Number seven, moistening the Pope. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what that means. I know, I know what moistening something means. You know, that's a euphemism I didn't write down. Getting, getting it wet. Uh, but you know, that at least makes sense. What? Why are we referring to our penises as the Pope? <laughs> my, my penis is God's representative on Earth. <laughs> that's a little narcissistic. Uh, let's see. Number six of my least favorite euphemisms for sexual intercourse. Well, that would be humpy squirty, which I've never heard anyone say. I would say if someone says that to you, uh, male, female, whatever, whoever you're about to make, uh, make a sweet love to, if they were about to say, Hey, you want to do some humpy squirty? Uh, you should politely excuse yourself. Like, Oh, hang on. I gotta, I, I, you know what? I didn't, I don't think I wiped my ass enough when I took that last shit. I'll be right back. And then you just get in your car and you drive home and you lose that person's number. And maybe you call the cops. You might want to call the cops on that person. Humpy squirty. Good Lord. Uh, number five, parking the beef bus in tuna town. <laughs> Uh, ham, uh, you know, uh, deli meat and fish. When you're referring to women's vaginas as deli meat or fish, you're, you're a child and you don't deserve female companionship. Uh, number four, uh, passing the gravy. It's kind of a polite, it's kind of polite. Uh, three, number three, getting one's Twinkie stinky. The, the, <laughs> the rhyming, the rhyming doesn't make it cute or funny, and it certainly isn't sexy. Uh, number two, someone out there is going to have to help me with this one. Uh, I hate it, uh, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's gross. Uh, but bopping squiddles, that's another thing. I, 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 I can't, I, I can't, and I, and I don't like it when people just can't call things what they are like this is my penis that's your vagina i want to i want my penis to have sex with your vagina not sexy what i said what what i just said wasn't sexy but that's what it was we're having it, but that's i'm describing what i want what we both want to happen what we both foresee happening is that we'll be putting our private parts together to have intercourse and I'm not saying you have to say it like that, but when we're calling our private squiddles and lady gardens and all this stuff, I mean, come on. We just sound like a bunch of children. Unfu unfunny children. Uh, and number one, I've always hated this euphemism for sex. I'm glad that this topic came up in this episode of Giant Electric Penguin. Uh, number one, the worst euphemism for sex of all time is getting up in them guts. All right, enough of this. Let's see if there's anything else that I have to talk about. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this one, folks. It's a short one. Can't help it. My butt just hurts too much. And sitting here at the mic has, has grown... Too painful. Much too painful. So I'm going to bid you a fond farewell, but I'm going to tell you something 
and uh, this might be a surprise to you, but we'll be back next week. That's right. A brand new episode of the podcast. In fact, we'll be launching into our year-long search for the weirdest thing on Tubi. And I don't know if you've explored Tubi at all, but it is a weird, weird place. And by the end of 2024, we're going to find the weirdest thing on it. All right? So, you know, stick with us all year long and find out what the weirdest thing on Tubi is. In fact, if you think you already know what the weirdest thing on Tubi is, let me know. I want to check it out because if you already found it, it's going to make my job so much easier. You can write to me at podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think the weirdest thing on Tubi is. I really, really want to know if any of you think Black Widow wanted to see my custard cannon. <laughs> was that what it was? I honestly threw that piece of paper on the ground and it's and it's and it's gone. Uh, what else? I don't know. There, you, write to me about anything. I don't care. And you can check out the picture of me posed with Black Widow. Maybe you'll see something in there. Maybe there's something in her smile. I mean, my daughter's in the picture too, but ignore that. Just look at just look at uh, Black Widow and let me know if you think if if she's feeling if she's feeling my my uh my my uh, 44-year-old bald dad energy. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh Bien, if you're out there listening to this uh listening to this episode um and it's you know it's it's your day off or something, you're great. I wish only the best for you. And uh, I hope you get hooked up with a better beverage guy because I I would hate for uh, that beverage guy to drag you down. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. This was Giant Electric Penguin. It's a podcast. My name is Matt. I'm a man who does a podcast called Giant Electric Penguin. And as always, thank you for listening to Giant Electric Penguin and podcasts in general. All right. Bye. Did I say penguin? I think I said penguin. What does it mean to be penguined? I don't know. Anyway, could that be a euphemism for sex? Could be. I guess anything could be. If parking the parking the beef wagon in in in, in the tuna district is that what it, is that what it was? Losing your lunch at the fish market? <laughs> I just made that one up. See how stupid they are? I just made that. I just pulled that one out of my ass. My my uh, my shattered. My shattered ass. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.